0: The Holy Gospel is written in the 14th chapter, the 15th verse of the Gospel according to St. John. Jesus said to his disciples, if you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you. Yet a little while and the world seeth me no more, but ye see me, because I live, ye shall live also. At that day ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him, and will manifest myself to him. Judas not Iscariot, saith unto him, Lord, how is it that thou wilt manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? Jesus answered and said to him, if a man love me, he will keep my words and my father will love him and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings and the word which ye hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Peace I leave you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Ye have heard how I said unto you, I go away and come again unto you. If ye loved me, ye would rejoice, because I said, I go unto the Father. For my Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it come to pass, that when it is come to pass, ye might believe. Hereafter, I will not talk much with you, for the Prince of this world cometh and hath nothing in me, but that the world may know that I love the Father, and as the Father gave me commandment, even so I do. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise be to thee, O Christ. May I speak to you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Please sit. In a small but hardly noticed ceremony or movement, very few people in my own church had noticed this movement last Sunday. Something has happened, something different is seen if you do but notice it. It's not simply the change of the liturgical color, this is a mass denoted by the color red, the fire of the Holy Spirit, but in the movement of the paschal candle, which in my own church is raised aloft on a huge post for all to see to mark Eastertide, and with the coming of Pentecost, the coming of the Spirit, the Easter candle, as it were, recedes into the distance, or rather returns to its place, the place where the church puts it next to the font to hold the light of the world. Another movement took place on the day of Pentecost. It was really a movement so startling that it was rather like an earthquake or, as we might say, a tsunami, for suddenly came the Holy Spirit, which was promised by our Lord Jesus Christ, simply and perhaps rather quaintly called in the old English language, the Comforter. But it turns out to be that the Holy Spirit is far more than a Comforter, and whose action goes beyond all comfort, and may even come to disturb it come to refresh those who had felt that their life and ministry, even the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, was beginning to recede into the far distance. The Spirit had been promised by the Son to realize the full potential of his relationship with the Father, which would have been forever incomplete without the coming of the Holy Spirit, which drives the divinity in God the Father and in Christ ever forward. The Spirit is ever to be with us and among us, to stir us up, to give blessing. And for the church, it is a Spirit which must be reimagined in our own times, to be re-given, re-expressed, and continually restoring the church, which would otherwise have been just a sect, into the very likeness of God in the passage of time. The full scope and scale of Pentecost is the breakthrough moment in the lives and fortunes of the early Christian witnesses, a quantum leap forward in the life of the people who believe in God. But the important fact of Pentecost is that the initiative always lies with God, and Pentecost honors this. The life of the church in any age, and particularly in our own age, is not to be a life completely spoken into being by us, poor mortals, but it is a life that expresses itself in relation to the giver of all life, the Father, and the one who made that life accessible to us all, Jesus Christ, but is sustained in us and in the church in the life of the Holy Spirit. God is spirit. And those who worship God must worship in spirit and in truth. Of course, the words spirit and spirituality are very difficult words and they're often used as generalities. And from its very early days, the church has made quite deliberately the life of the Holy Spirit as something to be seen and known and heard and touched in the life of sacramental grace and particularly in relation to baptism. The one who baptized you will have summoned the Holy Spirit to come among you, to enter into you, to offer you God's grace. So too, at your confirmation for those who were confirmed, the bishop calls down summons, dares to summon the Holy Spirit. And in my own experience, under the dome of St. Paul's in 1985, Bishop Graham Leonard of London, summoning the Holy Spirit to fall on, to remain with the nervous candidates, placing their lives before God in readiness for ordination and the ancient hymn intoned. Come Holy Ghost, our souls inspire, and lighten with celestial fire, thou the anointing spirit art, who dost thy sevenfold gifts impart. Thy blessed unction from above is comfort, light, and fire of love. Enable with perpetual light the dullness of our blinded sight. Anoint and cheer our soiled face with the abundance of thy grace. Keep far from foes, give peace at home. Where thou art guide, no ill can come. Teach us to know the Father, Son, and thee of both to be but one, that through the ages all along, this may be our endless song. Praise to thy eternal merit, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.